inside story of SARS elite crime busting unit is the work of Johan van Lochrenberg and Adrian Lekay to tell us more about this is co-author of the book and former spokesperson of SARS Adrian Lekay. Adrian a very good evening to you and thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us I know you've been doing your rounds talking about this so in a word are you saying there was indeed a rogue unit at SARS uh, good afternoon to be so again. Thank you very much for the opportunity to be on this program and to engage with your listeners. Um, our main contention is no. Uh, there was never a rogue unit uh, within the Revenue Service that operated uh, according to the allegations in a covert manner that broke the law, that spied on taxpayers, that intercepted uh, taxpayers' communications and emails, and that broke into the home of President Jacob Zuma to fly listening, plant listening devices in order to spy on him. Those were the headlines, and those were the, a summary of the allegations that uh, played itself out in the media for over a two-year period. And during that period, uh, many people, uh, their reputation suffered, many people lost their jobs, many people were hounded out of the institution, and SARS really was a very proud uh, fiscal uh, institution of our country. People were proud to work there. And I think it was scandalized for a sustained period of time to the extent that you had a complete change in the top management structure of this important institution. So what we try to do in this book, to put facts to readers and the public, to explain to them this is what happened since uh, Mr. Tom Moyane was appointed as SARS commissioner in October 2014 until 2016. And we want to tell a story based on facts to really inform the public. Okay, let's try and, uh, um, you know, use it as a teaser somewhat. I mean, you deal with some of the allegations. So what exactly was it? Was it a crime-busting unit as in nailing tax criminals, high-level financial fraudsters? And who were those fraudsters? Were they people with links to President Jacob Zuma? Or is that also part of the plot to um, rubbish or even uh, besmirch this uh, team of investigators, as you call them? Over the period uh, under review in the book, um, this unit at its height had 26 officials working for it, doing high-risk investigations into organized crime and organized crime syndicates. Now, if you measure 26 officials versus a population within SARS of between 14 and 15,000 people at any point in time, it shows you that they were remarkably small, and it's puzzling to this day that this small unit would attract uh, the persistent news headlines over a two-year period, calling them rogue, calling them illegal, calling them corrupt, calling them all kinds of things. And this, of course, laid the basis for the commission of SARS to institute multiple investigations at a cost of millions of taxpayers' money, where the people affected and findings, adverse findings were made against them. They never had a proper opportunity to defend themselves against such claims. And it's very unfortunate that the institution has suffered so much reputational harm. We've seen it played out this year where the rogue unit narrative becomes the basis for criminal complaints to the Hawks by the current commissioner. Okay, we'll get to that, Adrian, in just a moment. But the question still remains, did it have anything to do with President Jacob Zuma or any close allies of his that people claim either were bankrolling him or seemed to be so close to him that those who were against the president um, were used or were 
were subject to this unit in order to discredit him? Look, I'm mindful of litigation, so I'll be very careful. The fact is that Mr. Moyane was the first commissioner ever to be directly appointed by President Jacob Zuma to the Revenue Service. Um, That should be an indication itself. I think there was strong political interest to take SARS as an institution that it was regarded as being too independent in doing its work in terms of its mandate, that people it investigated over time had political connections to high office, and that those factors, together with what we saw playing out in the tobacco industry, for example, did have a significant contribution to ultimately people being hounded out of the institution. For what purpose, I don't know. It's dangerous to speculate. Uh, on that, but we present facts in the book that tells a story of how the institutional dependence, in my view, is compromised, how the investigative capacity of the institution that was built over many years is compromised, and how that many of the high-risk cases, including uh, individuals who can be regarded as politically connected, were stopped, taken away, um, negotiated and settled, the details of which is still not publicly known. So I think those those factors played a crucial role mm. in what happened at the institution over that two-year period. Adrian, I know you're not with the institution at the moment, but obviously recently there came news that uh, the Hawks boss, uh, General, uh, Lieutenant General Bernie Ntlemeza uh, himself, faces uh, income tax query to the value of more than 130,000 rand. There was also um, suggestions at some point that when Julius Malema had... Um, uh, was butting heads with the governing party, then his tax matters started being investigated. The question really is, was SARS at any point or is SARS being used as an instrument to settle political scores? Look, I can only speak of the time when we were in the institution. And when we were in the institution, uh, most of it, either Mr. Sovereign Gordon was the commissioner or he was the minister of finance, People like Mr. Ivan Pillay was Deputy Commissioner or Acting Commissioner for a period from 2013 to 2014. And having worked with some of them, I can honestly say they are people of integrity. They wanted to build a credible, independent revenue and customs administration. They never bent the rules. They never succumbed to political pressure. They were always mindful of the legal obligation on SARS to conduct its work independently. And from time to time, you will get cases of politicians that you have to investigate because they don't, con- they don't act in the law. They don't declare all their income. And then there's a consequence. And whenever those consequences have to be dealt with, I can restate again, in the rules for anyone, due legal process was allowed. You refer to the matter of Mr. Malema. That played itself out before court, where the high court made certain decisions as to the preservation of assets, to secure future income, etc., etc. Ultimately, the case, I believe, was withdrawn after we left. I don't know what happened to cases like that, but from a SARS perspective, the fiscus was always um, the main objective, to deliver revenue that is due and to conduct its work independently. Adrian, we've been told there's a dossier that lies somewhere in a safe and contains explosive uh, findings which could even blow this country apart. Is that true or false? 
Um, I'm not aware of that. The cases we touch on in the book is based on the facts that we know it and that came into our possession as SARS officials, where the law says we cannot disclose taxpayer information and the details of tax cases. We stayed away from that because we wanted to empower the reader with a storyline based on facts and information we can substantiate. Whether those things still exist and the rumors are floating around, I'm really not in a position to Why? Why have you decided to write the book now? And I'm not even suggesting that you started to pen it at uh, the past couple of weeks. But secondly, why do you think that uh, uh, the finance minister, Private Gordon, is made to be or is the centre of the so-called um, SARS rogue unit saga? Look, when, when persons or far more eminent people from the legal profession look at the possible charges that the Hawks can bring against him and others. When they look at what South African law says, they come to the conclusion that this is nothing but a very unprofessional persecution of the Minister of Finance, that there's very little to no legal basis for an investigative unit like the Hawks, and in particular a division in the Hawks called Crimes Against the State, to be um, pursuing this matter with the aggression that it is, People like Judge Johan Krichler, Professor Pierre de Foss really question whether there's a sound legal basis for, for pursuing these charges. So one is left with no other conclusion that it must be political, that the finance minister finds himself possibly politically inconvenient. He's taken a very strong stance against fighting corruption, against protecting our fiscus and public resources against abuse. And, of course, we know when you take that stance, you are bound to make enemies in our current political dispensation. Is that a contributing factor? In my opinion, absolutely yes. And I think more people should make their voices heard and ask the question, why is it allowed that what happened to SARS can happen to other public institutions, specifically law enforcement, like the Hawks, like the NPA, like the Investigative Police Directorate? We've seen the sagas of General Zamat, Robert McBride, General Boyce, and all play itself out before the courts, that in the public domain, and those were all people who took a stand to fight corruption within the state. And what was the outcome? They were all hounded out of, of their positions in institutions. Many of them now face criminal charges. Back to Minister. Adrian, I need a very short reply to this. Do you feel safe writing such a book, saying such things in the public domain? Is your life safe or is it just merely a truth-telling exercise and no, no harm should come to you? Um, I, I, it's difficult to answer that. So I, You haven't I received any threats. We, we live in a democracy and people have a right to express themselves within what the law allows. And you haven't received any threats? Not personally, no. Other colleagues, yes. All right. Thank you so much, Adrian Decay, who's a former spokesperson for SARS and also a co-author of uh, the book on the alleged rogue unit at SARS, a book titled Rogue, the inside story of SARS elite crime busting unit. Just about five minutes uh, to six. A quick one from Rob Byrne and uh, we'll come back to your SMSs. Traffic on SAFM, your trusted guide to the road ahead. Yeah, quick one. Here's the uh, highlights this afternoon. If you're uh, leaving Joburg, heading to the Vale, there's been a taxi crash on the R59 at Machine.